This episode, Bert plays games, Bert writes about games. Hello, hello, and welcome to the 22nd episode of Board Game Times, the podcast about the people, places, and events making tabletop gaming great in Chicago. As always, I'm your host, Clark Bender. Thanks for being here. I hope you're all having a great spring so far. The weather in Chicago's gotten a little bit better, finally getting out of that messy cold stage, and now it's just into that messy, sometimes warm stage. Seems like a little bit of an improvement. Hope you've been playing lots of games. I've been getting a few games in here and there. In fact, I've had a great run of games playing Maracaibo and Underwater Cities, a couple of good brain burners. That's been fun diving deep into both those. Get it? Diving? Underwater Cities? I'm also looking forward to attending the Gaming Hoopla event here in a couple of weeks in Illinois. That's in Mundelein. Registration may be about to close if you haven't already registered. You might be able to squeak your way in, so check that out. Again, that's the Gaming Hoopla convention up in Mundelein. Going to be a good time, I hope. Anyway, without any further ado, let's get to this week's interview. Hope you enjoy it. I'm joined today by Bert Schepler. Bert is the creator of Bert's Tabletop Games, a website at Bert.Games, which is filled with reviews and information and all sorts of interesting thoughts on gaming and gaming design. So, Bert, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me out. Talk to me a little bit about your background. Uh, are you from Chicago originally? What was your gaming background like? Give me your life story and you know however long you want to give it to me. So I'm from in and around Chicago all my life. My family grew up in northwest suburbs. I moved to the city sometime in my 30s. And now I'm back out in the western suburbs, very close uh, to the city still, though. I work in the city, and I've been uh, a network engineer for the last uh, 25 years. So, And then the last dozen or so years, I've been playing rugby in the city, uh, oh, wow. in Ukrainian Village, Chicago Riot rugby team. Any um, broken bones? Any injuries we should know about? I'm going to knock on my table here and say, nope, not yet. <laughs> okay, sorry. I shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I've been a, a lifelong gamer. I've played, uh, you know, family games uh, growing up. And in hindsight, we were playing a lot of uh, off, off the beaten path games, like in my family before, you know, the whole hobby gaming thing took off in, you know, I would say like the mid to late 90s. <laughs> yeah, interesting. So like what kind of games are you talking about? Uh, well, you know, we'd, we'd play like Monopoly and all that too, but, uh, and Risk and that kind of thing. But then we'd play like, uh, I remember we were playing Triopoly and Othello, kind of less popular games, but like interesting nonetheless. I, I always had an affinity for maps growing up. So like we'd go visit on the family trip, like, uh, you know, someplace and I'd draw a map of it <laughs> oh, <laughs> or I'd neat. draw a map of the neighborhood and like, you know, kind of play out you know, little war war scenes or something on it. <laughs> so I've always had a, a mind for design, I guess. So you're always creating your own board wherever you went. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So your family played games, you all as a group, or I don't know if you have siblings or was it just you and your parents or? Uh, so norm, uh, normal Saturday night at our house would be my brother and myself, uh, my mom and dad and my uncle all sitting around the table playing games all night. 
who were the competitors in your family? How did the how did the personalities break down of the various players at that Saturday night table? Oh, it was all cutthroat all the time. <laughs> we were all very competitive. My father would be unrelenting; like he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't give up. <laughs> he wouldn't play it easy on us either. Yeah, nice. And uh, even uh, my mom's grandfather, or my mom's dad, my grandfather, he he and my grandma used to play bridge all the time. So he'd teach me cards and stuff like that. And he would not, <laughs> he would play to top level and you have to come up to him. <laughs> yeah. I think cards, I come from a long line of card players and I think card players for the most part, they don't hold back. Yeah. They're, you know, it's just like, you're going to learn the game the way I learned it, right? Trial by fire and uh, no yeah. fooling around. And, you know, maybe they'll take it a little bit easier on you, but the sharks come out pretty quickly. I find when, when card playing gets gets going. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you grew up playing games. Did did that follow you into like high school, college? Was it an unbroken path or did you take a different way to where you are today? Uh, it's pretty much an unbroken path. Um, in high school, uh, I met my good friend Rick, who's still part of my gaming group. And we started playing things like Axis and Allies and uh, GURPS. So we're playing that in high school and then, you know, started going to the, uh, the city had a, uh, a gaming group that met at the, uh, park district. So we'd go there and I learned about like Warhammer and things like that there. And that blew my mind. I was like, what miniatures, little, little sea monsters. You can like attack giant turtles with <laughs> cities on their backs. Like, this is great. <laughs> Moving on, we went to Gen Con up in Milwaukee when it was still up there. And, you know, it's been a snowball since then. <laughs> so did you fall down the Warhammer rabbit hole? Did you get into the miniatures? Yeah, game? yeah. I spent a lot of uh, a lot of money on little plastic figures for quite some time. We were into fantasy, so we were doing the skeletons and, and that kind of bit, and dwarves and whatnot. <laughs> nice, nice. How did you see your tastes evolve over time from that period? We had the, the whole Warhammer fantasy and that kind of thing phase. And then that kind of broke into more like, oh, this got to be like mid 2000s. I would say we kind of got into like Ticket to Ride and we're like, oh, this is kind of cool. This is different than what we've been doing. And then, you know, picked up on other stuff uh, along along that same vein, started playing other more hobby like Catan and Carcassonne came out and started getting into that when those were coming out. And then just bebopping around Gen Con every time we went and playing everything we could get our hands on. <laughs> so what's your Gen Con routine if you have one? Do you do you have sort of a regular group of things that you do when you're there? I drive the people I'm with nuts is, is what it is. I just go on to the next. Look at this, on to the next. I'm uh, very, <laughs> very much like, okay, I get this game, cool. Onto the next one. <laughs> Your short attention span guy? A little bit. But then on the other hand, uh, when we've went in the past with, you know, uh, just the guys or whatever, we've sat down and played like all night long, like these huge, like World War II simulations or whatever, get into some Napoleonic uh, miniatures and stuff oh, like wow. that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're all over the place. <laughs> sounds like it. Sounds like you're playing everything you can get your hands on. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's all very interesting. Um, I even went through a magic phase in high school for a little while. <laughs> it's a wonder you have any uh, spendable income at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Between that and Warhammer. 
yeah, I've overcome all that. And look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> You're a proper adult now. Congratulations. <laughs> so what made you decide to sort of turn this hobby into, I mean, I know it's not your living, but it's clearly a, an avocation and something you really are spending more of your time with in a, in a non-gaming way, right? I mean, you're like, you could be right. playing games, but you're also <laughs> now writing about them and posting them online. What brought that transition about for you? Well, uh, so it came to me in like uh, early 2020. Uh, I was like, you know what I'm going to do this year? I'm not going to buy any games. That's, you know, what a hobby gamer says, right? <laughs> I'm not <laughs> right. going to buy any games But so games few actually year. follow through on. <laughs> exactly. But I was like, unless I play all of the games that I already have, at least once this year. And then that'll gate me out and I can start doing stuff. Nice. Um, in hindsight, having a two-month-old at the time <laughs> may have clouded my judgment a little. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, I've always had like a uh, web in my background. Like I had a web page, you know, when the internet first was evolving sure. <laughs> with flash animations galore all over it. Nice. <laughs> but, well, and you were doing networks <laughs> as you're living, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, that's also in my genes. And so I've taken that <clears throat> and I've uh, said, okay. I'm going to do this challenge for myself, but I'm going to blog it and like you share it with everyone. So it kind of started off like as, Oh, I'm playing this game with, you know, you know, some friends came over and we played this game and this is how it went into, you know, I did that for about a year and then all of a sudden it started getting a little traction. And then people are like, Oh, can you review my game? And I was like, what? <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> Yeah, send it over. I'll, if I'll you it. if you insist. Yeah, that makes the challenge so much easier. But uh, yeah, so that that was you know, I never finished the challenge. By the way, <laughs> I was going to ask. So <laughs> how how big was the challenge when you started it? Uh, it was about 130 games that, that you had not, that you yeah. had yet to play. Okay, yeah. so how far did you get through it? Not not too far. Uh, what happened was, uh, as we all know. Uh, the pandemic hit right about two months after that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so that kind of put a kibosh on getting together and playing some of these games. And we tried everything under the moon to, <laughs> to make it happen. There was, uh, we played uh, Batman Gotham City Chronicles. Oh, wow. Uh, over WebEx. Oh, wow. Laptops, like cameras pointed at the tables. <laughs> and we each had our own uh, board and everything. Oh, my <laughs> Trying gosh. to move the pieces in the same places. <laughs> I'm impressed. I still have that sitting unplayed on one of my shelves, and I can't even imagine <laughs> trying to play that with that kind of setup. So congratulations. You have my admiration and applause. Yeah, we, we tried some weird stuff. And then we kind of settled into like uh, Vassal as being our, our go-to. Mm -hmm. for games we did tabletop simulator for some stuff eventually that our game group on friday nights evolved into role-playing group and we just started doing role-playing and it turned into a, our, our own little therapy session for us for us oh so, sure sure so we all talk about what's going on and some nights we would only play role role play for like an hour but we talked for like three hours but yeah. you know that's how it goes had you role played a lot before that in in that mix of all those years of gaming? Had you always also been role playing at the same time? 
Yeah, here and there. That that kind of came and went. We did a lot of in high school. We did a lot of GURPS and like uh, Vampire the Masquerade you know, oh, okay. kind of thing. We mostly played fantasy stuff growing up. Uh, and recently, we've been doing um, Traveler. Oh wow! Uh, with GURPS, so another that, classic. That was, yeah, that was a good good stint we had there. On Friday nights, we do Fate, Conan. Uh, we did BattleTech. For a while and we did uh pathfinder so wow. we've kind of bounced around to everything You're running the gamut yeah so were you game master on some of those nights or were you just player we were uh doing every other well not every other week like a rotation like so you know you gm every like three four weeks oh wow okay which we found this is not a recommended way of doing it because <laughs> <laughs> uh with that many systems in play because each GM was doing a different system. Oh, okay. So every time you came to the table, it was like, all right, how do I play this again? <laughs> oh, so it wasn't like you were playing four weeks in a row of one sort of thing. It was like like no. once every four weeks you'd come. It's like, oh, wait, are we, we're doing science fiction tonight. And then they're each completely different systems. So, <laughs> so you, you know, you've got this challenge going. I'm going to go through my wall of games and whatever the pandemic hits. And so you start doing other things. So talk a little more about that, those next steps then and that transformation and where you went. Yeah. So, um, what I did was I started joining a bunch of, uh, like the summer 2020, I started joining a bunch of design groups, uh, out there and I, I was joining them because I was had ideas in my head as everyone did during the pandemic side things they could do and i was i have these game ideas that i want to get out of my head and you know the first three things that came out of my head were rugby networking and cats in doing that i got on all these forums and and started talking to other designers and stuff and eventually that led to like these other specific groups where you have designers intermingling with reviewers and stuff and so that kind of bubbled up into people just sending me stuff and you know, living the nerd dream, really, like games just show up at my house randomly and I get to play them, but then I get to share them with everybody. So it's kind of awesome. <laughs> What's your process like for reviewing a game? Uh, so, you know, come in, I'll, I'll read through the, the rule book, let it sit for a couple of days and then come back to it. And uh, if it's one player, I'll play it right away. If it's, you know, takes other people, then I, I got to arrange some people to come play with me. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So our soccer team turned into a game club. So oh. that's nice. <laughs> Good. Yeah, Willing subjects. Yeah. So you play a game. Do you have like a, do you have a rule for yourself for how many times you play it? Or is it just kind of like, eh, until I have a good vibe for it or. Well, it depends on the game. Uh, really like yeah. some of them, like you can play it and you're like, okay, I get this, you know, like smaller games obviously are, are much easier to get a good vibe off of it after one or two times. Sure. Sure. Some of them you gotta roll through like three, four times. You're like, I didn't get the rules right <laughs> the first time. Like much like any game you get, you're like I don't think that rule was played right this time. So let's do it again and see what it actually does. <laughs> sure, sure. The trick this year, like I've been posting like three times a year or three times a week this year, and it's it's a lot. <laughs> and so what I've been doing is uh, I, I've templatized everything that is not the writing. <laughs> the writing to some degree, like I mm -hmm. keep the same kind of uh, feel to each article, mm -hmm. but like all the Instagram and all the Facebook and all the posts are all templates. So I don't have to mess around with anything anymore. There you go. Sit down, type what I want and then 
send it out. <laughs> Putting that network engineer mind to use. Yeah, yeah. Automation, it's key to everything. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a philosophy when you review? I mean, you know, there's some people who will only review things they like because they don't want to talk about things they don't like. There's some people who, you know, I don't know, are more aggressive. There's a, a wide yeah. variety of thoughts. Would you kind of enter into a review with a certain kind of thinking process? Yeah, I'm not the guy who's going to sit there and complain about a game all day long. Um, so I guess my philosophy is most games are worth talking about to some degree. Some games I think are broken or whatever. I'm just not going to talk about it. I'm not going to sit there and badmouth a game. We just don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. But every other game, I think, you know, across the spectrum, there's somebody who will play it. And the idea of like writing a review is matching that person who wants to play that game with the game they want to play. Mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> and so that that's, you know, that's what I think my, my job is in, in right. the, all this is matching people up with the games they want to play. You just got to play it and, and find out. And that's why I don't set uh like ratings on my, my page either. Cause I think ratings can skew people real quickly. Like, I could say, I think this one's a four. What does that even mean? <laughs> right. Sure. Like, you know, it, this game is good for this kind of person is, is how I approach it. Like, if you like war games, then maybe you'll like this game. If you like card games, this is your thing. If you want something simple, here's a good simple game. If there's one thing wrong with the game, I'll mention it. Like, okay, scoring in this game is a little hard, but the rest of the game is fun. Sure, sure. So I've noticed you've also started kind of branching out and starting to do some interviews as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, in some of those groups, I've, uh, you know, interviewed, uh, talked to like designers of games and it was a little self-serving. Like at first I was like, how did you do this? Like <laughs> trying to get the inside track on like how I can do some of my designs. And so, uh, it was really interesting talking to some folks and then, you know, I started poking around and like, Hey, would you actually like do an interview for uh, my page? And they're like, yeah, sure. I was like, oh, it's that easy. <laughs> <laughs> Just so, have to ask. Yeah. Let's, uh, I had to get over the uh, imposter syndrome a little bit. And then once that happened, then voila, people would say yes to me. And, you know, it's, it's a wonderful thing. So do you have a certain kind of person you approach? I noticed you've definitely had a lot of game designers, which seems like a natural group of people to talk to, I guess. Yeah, so it's mostly game designers. Um, I've branched out a little bit and done some like uh, community uh, people. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, <laughs> so my my wife loves Real Housewives uh, program. Oh, for uh -huh. all of them. She, <laughs> one day she just came came in the kitchen and she's like, "What is an 18xx game?" And I was like, "Why are you asking that? That's a very <laughs> odd question for you to ask me because you." I've never played one and I don't think you would enjoy playing one. <laughs> right. That's a bit of a reach. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's like, well, on my podcast about Real Housewives, they were talking about 18xx games. I was like, what podcast are you listening to? <laughs> <laughs> I got to listen to this podcast. Yeah. Oh, and it turns out it was uh, the Watch What Crappids and it's uh, Ben Mandelker is on there and he also does the Game Brain podcast. So, oh, okay. It was kind of a joke at first, but then, you know, he's real funny and you know, listen to a bunch of his podcasts and they, they have a lot of fun stuff to say. So it ended up turning into a real, real cool thing for me too. 
has interviewing game designers helped you with your own thoughts on gaming and game design? Yeah, sometimes. Uh, It's helping me on my internal debate on whether to put my game out to a publisher or self-publish. So I kind of throw that around a little bit in my head all the time. That's always a question I try to ask uh, if I know they're uh, self-publishing, you know, ask them about that. And sure. So some of the questions are self-serving, <laughs> but you know, it's only fair. It's my interview and I want to know that thing about you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So and I think other people will find it interesting too. So that's the other half of it. But, so which way are you leaning today after all those interviews with people self-publishing? Um, I, I think for the smaller game that I have cooking self-published because this is just a card game mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. cats and Christmas. What was it? Meowy mm-hmm. cat mess? Meowy cat mess. <laughs> and if you didn't hear the pun in there, just say it to yourself. Say it Quickly slowly. Or slowly. <laughs> You'll <laughs> figure it out. Sit back. Enjoy that one. <laughs> Let's talk about your own game designs. Uh, I know on your website, you've got, I think, four listed. What's kind of at the at the top of the pot right now? What's percolating most for you? Uh, so right now, uh, I think I'm going to finish up Maui Catmas. I kind of shelved things for I don't know, the last six months or so. I kind of didn't touch anything, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I'm back at it. And uh, I'm, I'm part of this uh, designer to designer peer program. So like uh, they pair you up with a designer, another designer uh, every month. You can and they'll like look at your rule book or play the game and give you some feedback, that kind of thing. So I'm doing that with uh, Meowie Catmas. See if I can tighten that up and get it ready to go. Is that a Chicago program? Is that a local program or is that more of a national one? I think it's more of a national one. I'm not even sure where the, the designer I'm partnered up with is oh, uh-huh. this, this month. <laughs> so. so have you tested it locally? Have you tested your game locally or just with your friends? Are you like ready to go uh, beyond your group of friends or where are just, you with that? It's just been at the friends and family level right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to get it out there a little bit further. It's out on Tabletop Simulator now too. So I've there, there's a Chicago design group that I've play tested with them as well a few times. Sure. They were all uh, virtual over the pandemic. So they're using the right. Tabletop Simulator. Right. Well, and that's, that's a challenge, right? With game design for the last couple of years is usually you want that experience to be with a group of people and there haven't been a lot of periods in the last two years where you could feel real safe with a group of people you didn't know anything about and if you have a family that's a whole other thing right i mean you you just you've got to be very careful and that's kind of why it sat for six months and i kind of open i have all the games on the shelf and I, i bring them out all four of them every now and again kind of tinker with them uh, mm-hmm. the latest one i've been messing with was the uh, untitled space race game <laughs> good name <laughs> i don't even know if that's going to be the end result but that's what we're calling it <laughs> and it's just like a a print and play roll and write kind of game so mm-hmm. i'm trying to come up with something unique to do there but the mechanism is a little tough to work with so it needs a few more tweaks before Gets out to a wider group, I think. Sure, still cooking. When you are in the groove, it sounds like you kind of come and go. But when you are in the groove and you kind of are designing on a regular basis, do you have a a, a pattern you follow, a method you follow? I mean, do you just dedicate a certain 
period of time on certain nights of the week? Just curious kind of how you go about doing that. This whole venture of everything board game related lately has been uh, just in pockets of time. So it's been like, oh, well, I got some time this evening. Like everybody's asleep. So we'll spend two hours on this or, you know, it's nap time on a Saturday. I'm going to quit, go squirrel my way, self away for two hours. <laughs> you know, my wife and I have been talking it over. We're, she's like, just pick a day and do it. That's your day. So <laughs> then we're going to go to, I have like Tuesdays or Wednesdays and that's going to be my day to work on this stuff. So. Oh, okay. So that'll be like design night and blog yeah. night and kind of yeah. try and cram it all in and all right. That's- At least I don't have a more rhythm to it and I think I'll get more stuff done then. Totally. So what would you like to see next with the site? What would you like to, are you, are you, do you kind of just want to keep on doing what you're doing? Do you have a different direction you'd like to go? I kind of want to just keep going where I'm going, I think. Sure. <laughs> uh, eventually, I'll use this uh, as a little bit of a platform to help boost uh, the game designs like I come out with. Uh, mm-hmm. But I want to be careful not to like, I don't want to lose the integrity that people see in the site by posting about my own stuff. All sure, the time. of course. But I also want, you know, hey, I've, you've trusted me to tell you about all these games. Here's my game check it out if you want i'll have other people review it and you can check out their reviews you know ideally in a perfect world i could make this a business and and live off of it and not do networking anymore but i don't know that that's a in the foreseeable future we'll see it takes time yes i think game design is definitely a marathon and not a sprint for so (laughs) you're going down the right path that's good well, you know what? This seems like a good time to uh, take you through the board games time mini game. My regular questionnaire. Uh, I don't know how familiar you are with it, but you know it's the gauntlet I make everybody run down. That's pretty <laughs> easy because it's mostly just talking about games. So hopefully you won't have any problems with it. But are you ready to take the board game times mini game, Bert? Absolutely. All right. First question. This is a pretty easy one, I think. What is your gaming beverage of choice? Um, I would say Coca-Cola is usually what I end up on. Okay. The hard stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hard stuff. <laughs> Coca-Cola. Classic. All right, then. Your next question. What is your preferred number of players at the game table? Ooh, that's a good one. I think four is usually pretty good because there's a lot that hit that four player count. But I think it's really exciting to have five, six players in a game. Okay. So I would say five. We'll go with five. Split five. All right. Going to go that one over the sweet spot of four. Extra, yeah. extra person at the table. Okay, then. Next question. What is your most admirable gaming trait or behavior? Admirable. Uh, so I think... Uh, People that get picked on in games, like people will team up on people who are in the lead and people that take that well are are good. Like they just, you know, they're like, oh, okay, whatever. (laughs) So is that you? Is that your admirable gaming trait? That that is my admirable gaming trait. Like I, it, without fail, people will gang up on me (laughs) during the game. And I think it's because people know that I can take it. Okay. You don't, you don't, it doesn't get you too upset. (laughs) 
yeah yeah i'm like okay <laughs> you just made the game harder for me great <laughs> all right there you go challenge accepted says bert yeah all right well the flip side of that then what do you think is your least admirable gaming trait or behavior uh well he I'll, I'll take this, uh, my, my wife's critique and I'll put it out there. <laughs> uh, I don't explain games very well, <laughs> which is odd coming from someone who writes about games all the time. Mm -hmm. But when I'm writing about the game, I have the rule book in front of me. I'm writing, I'm referencing and writing. <laughs> I've played the game several times already. So, mm -hmm. uh, but when we sit down to a new game, it might be the first time I'm reading the rules and it might not all come out right or it might not all come out, period. <laughs> okay. And then there's always that moment where I'm like, oh yeah, there's this rule. Boom, I win. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Nobody likes that. That's a tough one. That's yeah. a tough one, yeah. When you're an hour into the game and you say, oh, I may not have mentioned this, but the yeah. only way you can win is if you do blank and, and I'm just about to do that. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, that's a good one. I don't think anyone's ever mentioned that one before. The the <laughs> dreaded, oh, I forgot this one rule. That's a that's a good one to bring up. Okay, then next question. What is a type or genre of game that you love to play? A uh, type or genre? Um, I say I, I'm really into these days. Um, this kind of like, not hero game just like classic hobby game kind of things lately like mm -hmm. uh like our family is really into fire tower right now oh uh -huh. we can't get enough of that game so stuff like that uh alien fate and astromo is really really cool game that we've been playing a lot of oh, kind of cool. like mid-level easy games but you know if i'm sitting down with you know my buddy rick we're gonna sit down and play like a big war game <laughs> and sit there for hours <laughs> sure sure I mean, but you're kind of digging the, the you're kind of digging the lighter, medium weight, yeah. Quick, quick to the table, quick to the table, quick to have fun, easy rules. Nice. Oh, that's great. So again, I do a flip side. What is a type or genre of game you just don't enjoy? Uh, I would say the collectible card games. Those are not my bag anymore. Okay. <laughs> is it the is it the need to invest? And yeah. the scarcity of cards, or just the time suck of it, or I think I think it's the the thing that annoys me the most about those is I would like to just have what I want <laughs> and bring that to the table, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you like I guess that's the old Warhammer part of my brain. You like I'm going to buy this army that is this things, and I can go to the store and bring that home no problem. Right. Whereas if I did that with magic i would have to buy a million cards and then i have half a million cards i would never even touch <laughs> right yeah could you imagine if they packaged warhammer that way and it was just like a, a black box that you would buy and you know maybe you got what you were looking for or maybe it was just like 10 more copies of something you had that would be uh that'd be rough they did that with uh battletech miniatures the WizKid ones you buy a, a battle pack and it would have like three different things in it. He didn't know what they were. <laughs> like, why, why would I do this? <laughs> yeah. You have to have a lot of money and time or parents yeah. with deep pockets, I guess, if you're a kid. Yeah, totally. I guess uh, that's funny. when I stopped playing. 
All right. Well, good answer to that one then. Next question. What is a physical game component that you love? Oh, I love the little wooden uh, pieces from Catan. Oh, okay. Just the classic, the little stick roads. I will right, sit there the, the whole the time thief. we're playing Catan and I will make little robots or little houses. <laughs> I'll sit there and do anything but think about Catan and just play with the little pieces. <laughs> and uh, that's awesome. It'll be my turn. I'll be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> There's just something about those little wood pieces, right? They're just yeah, so yeah. pleasing so to tinker with. And fun. Yeah. All right. Good answer. Good specific answer. That was a good call out. Uh, okay, well, you sort of alluded to this already, but uh, next question is, what's a game that you own, but you haven't played yet? Oh, a game that I own that I haven't played yet? Um, well, in looking behind me, <laughs> uh, there's a copy of Dreadfleet that I have that I haven't played yet. Hmm. And that's the, the Games Workshop uh, kind of revisit of Manowar. Oh, right. So... so- I haven't played that yet, and it's been sitting there for darn near a decade. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. Got to crack that one open one of these days. Yeah, I was like, I'm only going to open this if I'm going to paint the miniatures. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's an investment then. Yeah, yeah, and so then it sat. <laughs> okay. Along with all the other unpainted miniatures. <laughs> well, that seems as good a reason as anything. You're just dis- you're dedicated to the painting, so I can understand why you know it yeah. would be like blasphemy to open the box and. For somebody who really wants to paint them, that uh, that's hard to do. Yeah. Trust me, there's other games I'll play miniatures that are unpainted. No problem. <laughs> okay, but that one, too special. Yeah. Well, now it's really special, right? Now you, the, you've got the hype built up on that one now. So. <laughs> well, that one harkens back to when we were playing the, the eye-opener in uh, when I was playing at the Park District back in the day. And oh, yeah. And I saw War for the first time. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so, yeah, it, so it's special. A lot, of, a lot of stuff tied in that one. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. That's a special one for you then. Okay, just a couple questions left. What is a game you really want to play but never have? Uh, this is kind of an embarrassing one then. Uh, I would really love to play Wingspan. I've never played that. <laughs> All right, we'll have to get get together and play that sometime, I guess. There it is, yeah. I it's, see it uh, sitting on your shelf right behind you. <laughs> it is, and thankfully it is one that I have played. <laughs> There's a lot on that shelf behind me that I have not, but that is one of the ones I have played. Well, you definitely have to check out Wingspan. It's a it's a great game. It's a very fun game. Very yeah. gentle game. Very beautiful game, that's for sure. So I think you'll enjoy it. I hope you'll enjoy it. You seem yeah. to enjoy lots of games, so I'll let you know. <laughs> I do. Okay, finally, the final question. What is a game you currently want to recommend and why? I would recommend right now I would recommend Fire Tower for sure to people. That is a fun game. It's easy to play. It's easy to get into. The pieces are gorgeous. Uh, it looks really cool on the table. A lot of table presence. Kind of like these like flaming gems, right? Yeah, it's, it's a got, fire-based like, got a little game. orange gems all over the, the board. It's also got a lot of functionality like to play different styles. So like, definitely get the expansion for it. And that unlocks like a single-player version of the game. Oh, which is kind of fun too. You also can play five player at that point because uh, in the game you you play four different corners of the board. With a five player version, uh, one person's the forest, so they're all trying to burn each other's fire towers down, 
and, oh. and one person is the force. So they're kind of like the chaos in the middle of everything. They're just trying to put out all the fires? <laughs> and they're trying to burn everyone down. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're burning themselves down to spite the other people. Yeah, yeah. Almost, yeah. Oh, that's quite a twist. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting game. Not that I recommend forest fires in any way, but this game is really fun. <laughs> exactly, that's all right. You we, you're, you're allowed to endorse the game without endorsing the the concept of burning forests. So that, that <laughs> seems perfectly fine. All right, Fire Tower, good gaming recommendation. I like it. Looks pretty on the table. Well, you made it through. Thank you. You participated awesome. in the mini game. You made it. That's all the questions I have for you. Now it's time for you to shamelessly promote yourself. I give you the mic. Awesome. I run Bert's Tabletop Games. Uh, you can find us online at uh, Bert.Games, uh, B-E-R-T.Games. If you went to B-U-R-T.Games, that's my evil twin, and you won't like any of his recommendations. <laughs> um, I'm also on Instagram, uh, Instagram.com slash Bert.Games. And right now, uh, I'm doing all kinds of reviews, interviews, uh, some analysis, and check out my game designs on there. I run my game design journal on there. So for sure, come check me out at Bert.Games. Awesome. Bert, thanks for doing the show today. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure having you on. I've been seeing you online in various circles all this time. It's like, I got to meet this guy. I got to talk to this guy because <laughs> yep. I want to talk to Chicagoans in the gaming group. So <laughs> go check out Bert's site at Bert.Games. Read some of those reviews. Start uh, looking at his game designs. Who knows? Maybe one of these days you'll have an opportunity to play one of his games when he gets out and starts testing it out in the community. That'd be pretty great. I'd love to see it. Bert Schepler, thank you so much for being on the program. Best of luck to you and uh, hope to talk to you soon and see you in the flesh. All right. Thanks for having me out. Take care. And that is it for this week's episode. My thanks again to Bert Schepler for being my guest this week. Make sure you check out his website at bert.games, B-E-R-T dot games. As always, if you could please rate and review the podcast, I'd really appreciate it. That's how I get the word out to more and more people and maybe get a chance to grow the audience and get a few more people listening about Chicago gaming because that's what it's all about. If you have any questions or comments, you can always email me at clark at boardgametimes.com. That's times with an S. There is also a Facebook page for the group. That's Board Game Times on Facebook. Check it out. Again, good place you can drop me a comment, ask a question. And as always, thanks for listening. Play lots of games. Be good to one another. And may all your board game times be the best of times. Take care. Take care.